Welcome if you are watching from YouTube or listening from Spotify afterwards because you guys will be tuning into the highlights of this live that we're having today on February 22nd, 2022. My name is Ariel New. I am a higher living creator. Today we're talking about a very special topic that everyone else is talking about right now. Web3, crypto, NFTs, what the fuck is happening? I don't know. That's why I cannot have this discussion without my dear friend and very special guest, Chu. Chu becomes a master of at anything he puts his mind to. I've seen his evolution from, it's true. I've seen your evolution from FIFA to e-com to now Web3. Chu has been answering all of my crypto questions in the last few months. So I just thought this would be an amazing opportunity for us to have a live conversation because I think a lot of people will gain insight from our conversations and your expertise, especially those who are in my situation who are curious but confused. Yeah, my name is Chu. Um, some people might know me online as Chu Boy. Uh, I usually make a lot of FIFA content, um, mm -hmm. videos, live streams, that kind of stuff. Um, but on the other hand, I do just kind of get into whatever I'm interested in, uh, which right now involves a lot of crypto, NFTs, that kind of stuff. Uh, and yeah, I'm just kind of, I mean, I'm learning as I go and I think it, it, it helps me to teach other people as I go to understand yeah. it. Because if you can yeah. like explain it to somebody, then you, you, you know the concept a lot better. Um, I have this thing in my bio where it's just like a document where I just give my friends, you know, because my friends always ask me about like NFTs, crypto, that kind of thing. And I just put together something that helps them um, find different resources of like how to explain the things very basically, um, apps that will help them, things like that. It's like a really basic guy for anyone who's just like a big mm -hmm. curious you know so it's, if you it's guys great. have any questions it's in the it's in it's in my bio for a dollar three two years ago is worth a lot less now right so mm -hmm. you're making let's say you're making the same wage but you're getting less for that like i remember somebody was telling me that they used to fill up their gas tank for 30 dollars now it's 60 dollars right but you're still getting paid the same Okay, that kind of sucks because yeah. they turn out a lot of money, inflation, yada yada yada. Right. So cryptocurrency kind of helps that because it's a it's a hedge against inflation because it's decentralized. We talk about what decentralized mean, but it's decentralized, so no one entity can control it. No one entity can be like, oh, let's just print a ton of it. You know, let's let's make a ton of Bitcoin. All of a sudden, no, it's actually deflationary. Where like, um, I'll skip the complicated part of it, but like a lot of cryptocurrencies like actually less are made over time so it becomes more scarce so it's actually right. a better hedge against inflation because you know there's going to be less of it so its values are actually going to increase versus your dollar decreases right what how what the fuck is web3 how would you <laughs> define web3 i okay so it's like a decentralized online ecosystem right decentralized digital world web1 was just like you could just read you just read websites you had a website you know, newsletter, CNN.com, you just read it, boom, yeah. that was it. Like, you just go on the internet, right? Web 2 was uh, read and write. And that was more like, you know, Facebook. You can post a picture. You can post, uh, oh, I'm here, I'm there. I'm put uh, Twitter, this is what I'm doing. I can make content to that website and post it, write content to other mm -hmm. people to interact with you on Instagram here. We're live streaming together. But, and this is where your mind starts to get trippy because I didn't realize this. But when you think about these websites, Facebook, Instagram, we're doing the work for them. We're working for them. All the stuff that we're doing, if you're posting on Twitter, you're actually doing Twitter's work because what Twitter does, and even Instagram here, what they do is they're like, they're using our 
numbers, our data that we're pushing out there, our posts, they're using that to sell to advertisers. Essentially, you know, we're doing the work. They're selling our information and we don't get to own all of it. So Web3 is read, write, and own. So oh, anything I, I can create, I can sell as mine. So like um, a Web3 site, a lot of Web3 revolves around your, your, your wallet, your, your um, what's well, a crypto wallet. It's like, a, I've seen, people might have seen MetaMask before. That's a crypto wallet, yes. um, that kind of thing. So that is like your passport to different websites. Yes. and different video games. Uh, that's where you store NFTs. That's where you store your crypto. And then that store, that wallet, is what interacts with different websites. I mean, there's some websites now, but in the future, most websites, you just connect your wallet, which you have the password. Whatever's in your wallet, you um, own. nobody can take it from you unless they hack you or whatever, but right. it's yours. And on the blockchain, which we'll probably explain in a second, yeah. it verifies that, hey, this is Choose Wallet. This is Choose. These are Choose assets. Nobody else can touch it because it's Choose and we have proof. And in the future with Web3, it's going to be, again, read, write, own. So the different types of content, like if we have this live stream on a Web3 Instagram, yeah, yeah, yeah. then we own this live stream and I can sell this live stream to somebody or I can keep it as mine. And nobody owns it. It's all decentralized because on a Web3 app, the company like Instagram would not own this video because uh, with the blockchain, it's a, I mean, quick summary of the blockchain. It's a series yeah. of computers. Imagine the internet with different nodes, right? Different yeah. connections, but no one person controls it because all yeah. the information is verified through multiple parties. Yeah. And no one person can come in and just say like, all right, we're stopping this. We're not doing this. Right. I own this, like, you know, like Facebook, you say something stupid on Facebook, Facebook takes your account. On Web3, it's all interconnected. So we all check each other and nobody owns anything unless it's in our wallet. Nobody owns the blockchain ever. Nobody can yeah. own it. I was really excited about the blockchain technology because the more I, I really understand it and grasp it, I actually think yeah, and I think people, you know, that are really in the space already knows this, like decentralization, it can really solve a lot of corruption um, issues in the world right now, political issues even, and obviously yes. monopolies and just uh, making an even playing field for everyone. And everyone has a power to express and create and own. And I think that's amazing. And this is like, I need some more time to like really digest this. But <laughs> I think this is tied to spirituality too. like this is tied to how I believe we can evolve as like a race like and this is part of like our evolution with technology too I think a lot of like traditional and backward ways of being and thinking will um, also evolve with the evolution of this like new tech um, so I got really excited about it however the more I read about it sometimes I get more confused <laughs> so like obviously blockchain is like yeah encryption this distribution trustless and permissionless I get it again conceptually, but when I start to like think about how it works and it gets confusing too. However, I also do have some questions there and I want to hear your thoughts because yes, I think there's a lot of potential for it, but with anything, I also see how there could be pros and cons because if it is truly trustless and permissionless and no one controls the blockchain technology and everything is kind of like, it's kind of like a weird uh, paradox of like, everything is transparent, but everyone is still able to really hide their identity. So if yeah. that is the case, then isn't there also issues of like, because, you know, obviously censorship in a general sense, it doesn't sound good, but 
in some ways, like, uh, you can censor people that are causing harm or expressing like really negative things or things like that. So what if this crazy person just goes crazy in the freaking metaverse and because of blockchain, yeah. they can't track him and he goes crazy and starts doing crazy things, you know? No, no, that, 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 that's actually a good point. And by the way, hi, Aina. I know Aina's in the oh, hi, Aina. Hello, Aina. <laughs> um, No, that's a good point. There's pros and cons. There's definitely way more pros. And I think that the cons, uh, since we're so early, the cons could start to be figured out uh, ways to solve it. Right. Um, but I think you're right. Like, there's just so many benefits. Like you said, it could solve things like corruption, uh, politics, things like that. Like, I always try to explain to people, like, again, blockchain is something that, each node, you know, everybody checks on everybody. So if a decision is made on a blockchain, then it can't be reversed because everybody has seen, everybody in the network on the blockchain has seen that, hey, that red light got turned to green. So it's green. Everybody says it's green. Yeah, okay, we agree it's green. You can't change it back to red. So when right. you look at it like politics, for instance, like we saw voter fraud in the U.S. elections where, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. they're messing up with uh, the votes. They're changing the votes. But if a voting system was done on the blockchain, you can't reverse. If somebody votes for Trump, you can't switch it. There's no, there's no way you can, you can, you know, make that fraudulent, right? right? Um, so imagine so many things that's going to be able to affect like banking. Like there's, there's a certain, mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. what we call decentralized finance where um, when you think about like, you don't really need a bank. Errol, I'm going to lend you money through crypto, but um, yeah, I'm going to charge you the 90%. Because the bank is taking the nine, the eighteen point nine nine. They're just right. giving me point zero one. That's why you get point zero one in your savings account, right? Right, right, right. So how is that fair that you're using my money to make money I think, but you're not giving anything? I think for people that don't understand everything that you're saying, which is like I think still oh, sorry, the greater yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I think no, I, I think you explained everything great, but I think for the general population right now still, what they're thinking is like banks are safer. So you know, yeah, they, they they just they feel like it's safer. So is it back zero, to that? Zero savings in my bank. That's how much I trust banks. I know. I know you told me. And I, I, I listened to you. I moved some of my money into Celsius. Chu introduced me to this app called Celsius. And you basically, is it, I still don't really understand. Is it like a staking or is it like an interest app? Like, I don't really. It, it's, it's staking that's just, it's staking that's advertises interest, right? But, you know, you've heard of the, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, but. Okay, those ones fluctuate in price. Like, depending on the demand, it's like stocks, right? The demand is high, the price goes up. Demand is low, it goes down, yada, yada, yada. But then there's certain coins that are just stable coins. So their whole, their whole role is to just stay one-to-one -to, -one to a currency. So, like, for instance, there's a U.S. dollar coin. And it's always going to be $1. No matter what, it's never going to change. It's $1.00. And it's backed by a treasury of real money, real dollars, so that they can, you know, the money that they have in the, in the coin, they can back it up with real money. So, like, it's not going to, like, just crash all of a sudden, right? I call them, like, savings accounts because I get the interest back, but my money is never going to go, like, crazy up and down because it's always one-to-one. -one. So, why would I keep my regular U.S. dollars in a bank, I can convert that to U.S. dollar coin. I know it's always going to stay to a bank and I can withdraw it whenever I want, switch it back to U.S. dollars. But if I tokenize it as U.S. dollar coin, I get a crazy interest rate versus it's sitting in my bank at 0 0.01 doing nothing.
let's say one country, Nigeria wants to send a billion dollars to Taiwan, let's say, yeah. right? But with banks, they got to go through the bank. The bank takes a fee, which is like what? Like five, 10%, let's say, 5%. Yeah. So they'll take like how many million? And the receiving bank takes another million. It still takes like three to like five days or whatever. And then you lost like how many million from the transfer, right? Yeah. But with cryptocurrency, again, it's a different store of value. as a dollar amount, right? It's a, it's mm -hmm. a Bitcoin, let's say. I can send a billion dollars or a million, let's say even. I can send that to Taiwan in a minute. And the only fee I'm paying is just the network fee, which is yeah. like a hundred bucks. So yes. you can send money quicker and nobody touches it. For sure. This is something I learned from Chu Chu because when I first started to learn from him a couple months ago, I'm pretty OCD. So I was like, I want everything to just be in one place so I can just see it all and it's just easier. But he kept saying like, you don't have to put it all in one place. I use a bunch of different exchanges. And the more I started to just do my own thing, the more I realized it's pretty easy to set up different exchanges. So and then uh, there's different fees for different exchanges. And for example, as Canadians, ShakePay is super easy to buy Bitcoin and Ethereum, and it's no fees to transfer in note, I think. So um, I can use that one to buy Bitcoin and Ethereum. Binance, I still do have it, but like there's been news about like, you know, Ontario, not Binance, whatever. Uh, Chu also uses a bunch of other platforms he introduced me to. And if you diversify in case anything does happen, you're safer too. And to choose strategies, just freaking hold on to it. Don't look at the news and media that much. Don't get scared because even exactly. look at the freaking big, big, um, but <laughs> bear and bull, which one is the one that's going down? Bear. So when it's a bear market, that means it's going down. It's like, Sleepy right. hibernating. Like, when it's bull, it's like bullish. Up. It's like it's going up. So, so look at the bear market that just happened with Bitcoin, Ethereum, all that. If you got scared, don't get reactive. Don't get emotional when you see these news and media because then this is not for you. This is not for you. If you're going to be like going in and exactly. out, losing money, crying about it, then don't get into <laughs> it. But if you're so, able to get into a hold, keep it steady. Yeah, just exactly just keep it steady because like what i do i literally just like what i see like oh in fact like I, I think what's that guy's name warren buffett what did he say be be fearful when other people are greedy be greedy when other people are fearful so when the price mm -hmm. is going down i'm like oh shit i'm trying to buy more to be honest yeah. everybody's freaking out i'm like yeah 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 you know, gonna... that was me but i didn't have enough money to buy more I <laughs> <laughs> i'm like uh, because you got to look long term yeah I mean, everybody's exactly. freaking out but again in the future everybody could be using this thing right so what I always tell people to do, if you get an app like Coinbase, again, when it comes to investing, only put what you're willing to lose, right? Mm -hmm. So I only invest what, you know, if let's say something happened and disappeared tomorrow, I'll be like, ah, you know what, it's cool. Man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I always tell my friends to do is like on these apps like Coinbase, what you can do is basically just set up recurring buys yep. and basically just set up a buy of like, I don't know, $10 a week, $50 a week, $50 a month, whatever, something that you can live without. Let's mm -hmm. say, however, let's say you could live without 10 coffees this week. Mm -hmm. You put that and you just tell the app, say, all right, you know what? Every week, just buy like 10 bucks worth. And that's the safest thing you could do in the long term, because that way, if the price is high, all right, you bought a bit at the high point. If the price is low, you bought a bit at the low point. So the yeah. average of the two is right in the middle. That's what we yeah. call dollar cost averaging. So yeah. the price is going like this, but you're just kind of like averaging yeah, yeah, out yeah. and yeah. you don't really care if everybody's going insane because you're just like slowly buying and then yeah. in five years you'd be like holy shit thank god i bought that 
Yeah, exactly. I listen to you. That's what I'm doing on Shake Pay. But if you don't want to really get uh, just emotional yeah. about any of this or get um, stressed about any of this, just set up the recurring buys and don't even look at anything. Don't even exactly. worry about buying low or buying or selling high or whatever and then just, exactly. just leave it. So that's what I learned from Chew too. Yeah, um, watching prices is depressing. Yeah. But then, yeah, check out Chew's uh, bio link because his starter kit for crypto is great. I have some questions about like, yeah, Bitcoin is gold, but what will it look like in the future if it doesn't actually have as much like practical value? But let's not get into it right now. But Ethereum for sure, because it's like the basis for running so many of um, everything in Web3 right now. And, uh, and NFTs, obviously, you need Ethereum. However, Ethereum, the gas prices are getting ridiculous. Everything is so expensive. I know they're trying to build out a 2.0 layer, but there's other coins now that are coming out like Polygon and Solana. And you can also mm -hmm. buy NFTs on these and it's a lot cheaper. So I want to ask you, like, what does that mean for Ethereum? And with NFTs, are you buying Ethereum based NFTs or are you looking into Polygon, Solana, all these other things too? So um, I'm doing a bit of both because so right now, like you mentioned, all of the NFT world is focused on Ethereum because again, mm -hmm. Ethereum, most secure network, yada, yada, yada. But like you mentioned, the problem is, is that to certain cryptocurrencies, there's something called a trilemma. I'm going to look up what the trilemma is for crypto. But basically, a trilemma means there's three problems, right? And the problem with the three problems of a cryptocurrency in this trilemma, on one point you have, is it scalable? That means that can you have a lot of transactions happening at the same time? So think of like Visa's network, right? Everybody swiping their credit cards. Visa can handle it because like they know that we need to do a shit ton of transactions, right? There's security. Ethereum has really good security. But then there's this decentralization, which most of the, all the cryptos have, right? But no crypto perfects all three, it seems like. The problem with Ethereum is the scalability part. So it's not scaling very well because there's so many people doing transactions. And the more transactions, that means you're gonna, it's going to take more gas, um, which is basically what you're paying for to do the transaction. It's going to cost more to get a transaction because it just doesn't handle a shit ton of transactions, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of these, some of these other cryptos do the transaction part a lot better, but maybe not the security part. Right. So like Solana is an example of that. It's faster. You can get more transactions done. The transaction costs like a cent versus like the other day I was buying something Ethereum. I'm buying something for let's say a grand and then it costs yeah. me like a hundred dollars to to buy it. Like yeah, it's ridiculous. So, like, so that's ridiculous, right? So Solana's coming in like, hey, it costs literally like half of a cent to do this transaction. But on the back end, you we might not see it, but it's not as secure, right? So the thing is that like, all right, NFTs started on Ethereum. That's where all the money is right now. That's where all the attention is right now. That's where all the best projects are right now. All the best creators, all the best everything are there right now because that's just, if you want to make a lot of money, if you want to, you know, gain a lot of notoriety, you got to be on that network. But then again, you start thinking about like, okay, you know, Ethereum is saying that they're going to be able to fix the scalability and the cost of transactions sometime this year. But you're like, all right, like, how much is it ever going to be that cheap? Like, like, Solana is ever going to be like half a cent? Like, it could be like five dollars. Mm -hmm. But what the other crypto, some of those other cryptocurrencies are betting on is that like it never gets to that cheap level. So it's kind of, if you're starting out, I would still just look at Ethereum. But 
if you're getting more into it, I'll keep an eye on like Solana and what Polygon is. Polygon's a bit different where it's like, it's something that kind of like interacts with Ethereum, it, it interacts with Ethereum and just makes it cheaper to run transactions. So oh, yeah. Polygon doesn't I have, work without yeah, 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 Ethereum. Yeah. Exactly, right? right? Okay. So it's like, it's something that helps Ethereum out. So it's like a subsidiary, not a subsidiary, but like, it's like, you know, they work together versus something like Solana and there's other ones called Avalanche. They're separate. And their ecosystems are new. It's not as established. The arts, the art isn't as good in some places. The notoriety isn't there, but it could be there in a few years. So an NFT is just, hey, this is a contract between me and this other person that, hey, this transact, I mean, this um, digital asset, this proves that we made a transaction, but then that contract can be represented by a digital file. It could be a JPEG, which is what you normally see nowadays, you know, those funny, weird JPEGs. Yeah. It can be represented as a JPEG. It could be an MP3. It could be a video file. It could be a movie. It could be a song. It can be a skin in Fortnite. Anything digital mm-hmm. can be used to represent this contract. And mm-hmm. so that's what you see people are buying. And now what that gets into is like people make these, you know, projects, these NFT products, you know, people have heard of this like Board API Club, CryptoPunks. Yeah. And they're just a series of, you know, pictures, right? They're generative yeah. art. I mean, some people buy NFTs for the art, but there's a few things that make an NFT valuable. It's, well, one, it could be the art. Two, it could be the functionality that it gives. And three, right. it could be the community. With these NFTs, you can literally buy it straight from the guy that you love. The next right. Drake, I can buy his song straight from him. He gets the money and what's really cool about an nft is that like if i sell an nft i can set a royalty so no matter what if somebody buys my nft yes. and resells it yeah then i can be like yo the royalty is 10 percent. so every time it's resold it can be resold for a million dollars i get 10 percent of that right which is a hundred thousand yeah so it just keeps going so imagine if you're an artist and you make an nft project a painting yeah and somebody could usually in the old days somebody just buy that painting once that's it if somebody resells it you don't get anything but nft no matter how many times it's sold you will always get the money automatically and you'll get it in your wallet yeah. instantly right? i i yes and i think the royalties thing is like a really um it, it's just a lot about like ownership and you get the value that you're actually giving out too so that's already great but i think a lot of people because <laughs> You know, I've been back in Taiwan. Most of a lot of people I'm around are older people. Like I've been out with like my mom's friends and I've been like asking them, hey, do you guys like know anything about NFTs? Like, are you guys? And some of them are very confused because they're like, why would I pay so much money for like a digital freaking artwork? And yes, like uh, for like to choose point, there are certain artworks, just just art. Like people pay millions of dollars for a piece of art and that's still valid. And for things like um, Bored Apes, uh, CryptoPunks, I feel like they're also there's also a um, an element of like their legacy. Like they were one of the big first ones, so that's obviously going to be a lot more valuable. But like what I think when I think into the future, and if you already starting to see it now, like Chu can speak to this too. He's in the metaverse, but NFTs is going to become like a utility thing too. That's going to just be like anything can be an NFT, and you can provide value. Like you see a lot of like musicians now. Like if you buy my NFT. Not only do you get like whatever this art thing is, it comes with like, you know, yearly passes to like a concert of mine, like uh, exactly. access to my digital community, um, this and that. You touched on it, the community. So for instance, Board ABR Club, Steph Curry owns one, mm-hmm. Post Malone owns one, yada, 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 owns one, Kevin Hart owns one. So if 
you buy one of those NFTs, you're part of the same community as your favorite celebrity or your favorite people, right? So how much is that worth? That's why you see one of those sell for like 250K because it costs 250K to get the, to be in the same room as some of these people, right? And to get some of the same benefits. And some of these NFTs will even give you like, they actually pay you in like cryptocurrency. They'll give you revenue. So if you hold one of them, they'll actually just keep giving you like, I hold one where I own part of a, online casino because i have this nft so every time every month the nft will give me point i think it's like 0.02 percent of the revenue of the casino just because i'm a holder because i it was like i invested in that casino early right Mm -hmm. so they're giving me a reward back but then back to the whole metaverse thing and like people when people say like oh metaverse you know it can really be anything it's not like just oh vr ar like a lot of people think it's like oh everyone's gonna have vr glasses it doesn't have to be like that honestly you know what's funny we as a gamer you've probably been in the metaverse for the last like 10 15 years i've probably been in it it's just like online worlds yeah 3d worlds yeah you know yeah it's like it's for like fortnite is technically a metaverse right gta online that kind of thing yeah um those might evolve into having ownership digital ownership right but when it comes to like nfts and and the in the metaverse, imagine if, like, uh, I'm sure some people have seen, you know, their brother or somebody play Fortnite, their kid play Fortnite, but they're just running around, you know, having fun. But, like, even the skins in Fortnite, the guns in Fortnite, the land in Fortnite could be an NFT that, like, any of us could own. So if you're a gamer and then you want to sell, you could sell a gun to somebody else. You know how like you're playing Fortnite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids are playing Fortnite for hours, yeah, grinding for these guns. But if their account gets banned, they don't get any of them. They don't get right. money back. One, two. If they lose their account, they lost all those hours. But if it's an NFT in the metaverse, then like I can rent out that land. I can rent out my character. I can rent out the gun. Right. And in the future, kids will be making like absolute shit tons of money for just like owning stuff in a video game metaverse yeah and that's where yeah. gaming is going to become a lot bigger because that's essentially what i am um, i was watching one of the guys you recommended what's his uh he's like a, he has a DeFi um course um he's in oh, your D- uh DeFi donor i think Chris. yeah and then he was i watched one of his youtube videos and he literally <laughs> he literally has someone playing poker digital bo- yeah. poker for him and it's like this random guy this random kid and like Indonesia or something and this kid is making a lot of money now but he gets like a commission so he's making a lot of money too and all this kid does is like go in and play poker like buy some outfits play poker in the metaverse so that's crazy and yeah like to your point I think for non-gamers when they think of metaverse it seems very daunting and maybe like yeah I need to put on like VR glasses and whatever everything is like immersive there will be those elements so like VR and AR but I guess like as the as this continues to develop though am i right to think that um it's going to start to integrate more though because like for example you said you're renting uh real estate and i see so many like nft creators and like brands like trying to get real estate now but i'm like where are you getting real estate from is it all connected is it like a google Maps kind of situation or like no, no. is it like i don't understand no, it, it, just think of it like there's just different games so so a lot of people think the metaverse is one thing no it's just like how like there's different video games that you log on to different servers like you log on to gta log on to fortnite so there's the gta metaverse the fortnite metaverse the this metaverse it's not necessarily just like one thing 
I mean, there's certain companies that are trying to make it like, oh, we're the one that you have to go to, like Facebook. I, I don't trust that one. Oh, I see, I see. Um, like, they're trying to be like, oh, we're the one that everybody goes to. Uh, something that people should watch to get an idea of what that could look like is this movie called Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. Like everybody basically lives in this, like, VR world and everything, yeah. you know? Um, and that's a good example of like what it could look like, but then it's not necessarily just one that could be in the future where it's like, one is just way better than everything else. So yeah. more people spend, it's like how you probably, Oh, I spend more time on TikTok than I do on. Right, right, right. right. You know, everybody's like, yeah, I want this digital, this NFT. Like I want real stuff. I want this real case. This real, this real can, but like, that's what we're used to. Right. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 35. I would like to think I'm young, but like to my nephew, I'm fucking old. Right. And the kids now, like when I watch my nephews and they're just playing Fortnite, the coolest kid is the kid with the most Fortnite skins. Like that's the coolest kid. The kid that flexes all his Fortnite skins. He's got all the emotes, all the things that he spent money on. That's the cool kid. And then when that kid who's these kids who are like 13, 11, 12, when they grow up to be 25, 30, they're growing up. They already knew that like, the flex was digital. Mm-hmm. They don't care about like all these games they're saying, but like, like I don't even collect, like these are from 10 years ago. Like I don't even have physical games anymore. Right. That's how much things have changed. So that 11 year old, when, when that 11 year old is the one that has the revenue, the, the, um, whatchamacallit, the, um, the uh, spending power that I have now, they grew up not caring about physical items. It's just going to be all digital collectibles. That's how they're going to flex on their friends and now they have money so that's why the world is going to that way yeah i i understand i think the next generation they're very different from us but i do want to say and this is why i another reason why i'm investing time into this space and why i want to continue to share content is yes like advanced technology evolution this is all great and this is could be progressive and very good for society however the truth is no matter what, even if I'm like the next generation comes up, we're human beings, right? Like there's a reason why we're here and there's a reason why we're in yeah. our bodies. Like we should not be idle. It's not healthy. Everything needs a balance. I don't think it's healthy for us. To, it's not. Yeah. It's immerse not yourself in a, like <laughs> virtual reality and not be able to like actually go out and communicate and connect with people. That's why, you know, like we can talk about this next time, but for me, I actually, uh, I get more excited about the um, potential of AR. Like if there's a way, I, and I think that's how uh, technology should really develop because it should be in a sense where we use our physical bodies and we use ways that we can physically go out and do things and connect with the world, but um, save our time and energy for higher level things, higher living, man. Like, and then and then be able to use technology to be augmented into our reality to help us with, things like information, like getting information or like doing things that we don't need to spend time and energy on. So it's integrated. There's a balance between the physical and the virtual, the freaking spiritual and the practical. (laughs) There should be a balance of it all. So that is what I believe in. And that is what I think we can help the next generation understand because it really is an issue. I come back this time. I see a lot of my younger relatives. They're literally embedded into their virtual it's, gaming oh, world it's, i'm just it's like funny, dude. It's, it's it's terrible it's like, yeah my problem with like this whole web 3 stuff is i don't i don't like anonymity like because you know i'm a content creator mm-hmm. i've you know I, I stream and play video games for like kids who are like teenagers whatever 
you know, they've got all these like names on Twitter and Twitch, whatever. It's not the real name, and they can, they feel like they just say whatever the hell they want. Yeah, they exactly. Me, That's they what I was this, saying earlier. Yeah, I'm just like, you know, you and I've met some of them in person. Like I meet them, like you really, you literally won't say that to my face right now. And like they're little, little like skinny kids, whatever. I'm just like, yeah, like like what now, right? And they won't do anything. Like, yeah. I don't like anonymity. And then, but what's happening now, especially in lockdown, is kind of like um, accelerated. This is that like one with web three there's way more anonymity like you were mentioning before and then it's just gonna people are seeing the benefit like hey i can do and say whatever i want and there's benefits to anonymity where it's like i understand like if somebody like i know some guys who i follow on twitter who are just literally like rich out of their mind with so much crypto and yeah anonymity is good for them because like they don't want to get robbed they don't want people to know what their address is they don't want to mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. you know they're you know kidnapped or whatever right that, that that's only totally fun but then at the same time, you have like the the, the incel level dudes who are just like, you know, this is just going to help them more, not yes. want to be in their real world. And I think it's gonna and like I hate to say it, like just based on what I see, like the kids that watch me, like they're very. I won't lie to you, a lot of them. I won't say all of them because some of them were in the chat in the chat right there. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. But like- they need this identity to be someone different and because they probably get hurt a lot in the real world or they're probably all shy and shit, they don't, um, when they switch into this like virtual identity, they become more aggressive because they feel like, oh, now I can just like be mean and like, yeah, and I don't get any repercussions. But in, in reality is why not just find a balance? Why not just be able to be truly who you are without being rude and being, um, a terrible person and just being able to speak your mind when you want to and not needing this like other identity. Why they do that? Because it's easier. It's yeah, I, I understand. But then but then I, I, I actually understand too. I'm not a 16 year old teenage boy gaming, but I went through the same thing when I was young. Like it, it was a lot yeah. about just like, I didn't I felt like I, I'm too scared to like, speak my mind. And I also felt like I don't have the say to but it, that actually makes me angry inside. And you either become really, really shy or you use avenues where people don't know who you are to like have an outlet. So that's why I'm saying this is something I can help you guys with. So you little boys, yeah. little boys, come, 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 follow me on my Yes, please, please, please follow new views. I, I think we ended on some like actual like, you know, things we people should be aware of. So any parents or young kids, stay woke, like listen to what we're saying, okay? If you're gonna get into this space, but like keep your balance, like go out into nature, like spend time with loved sports. ones and be, touch them please. and like hug them. <laughs> Make your but, kid um, play sports. When I have a kid, he's gonna play every single sport. Every yeah, time. sports. Go out and do real stuff. Um, but okay, Chu. I hope next time you can give me some more time and we can get into more of like maybe some of these like practical things to do with Web three NFT and crypto because I know a lot of people. When I posted it, a lot of people asked me that, and I know you know so much about that. But I think this was a great overall overview general conversation today and i think it was really good that we actually touched into more of like the ethical morality like values kind of things with surrounding all these topics too so thank you so much again for joining um do you have anything you want to say in the end if if you happen to play fifa at all i see some of the guys who play fifa shout out to bio bio this guy um in the chat um if you play fifa true boy c-h-u-b-o-i but then for anything Outside of people like life and all this crypto stuff and this crazy uh, metaverse future that we're going to see, uh, trust the boy right here. Uh, and then, again, if there's any apps you want to, like, 
uh, that we talked about that you want to check out, uh, there's a link in my bio and like you can check out anything. Thank you so much too. Please go check out too. Check out my channels too. We'll do another live um, in the future as well. I think there's way more you guys will want to hear from too. He's amazing. Again, go visit his bio link. Okay. Thanks too. Miss Thank you. you guys. Miss, Miss you, you too. Miss you. Come <laughs> okay. back soon, please. Yes, I will come back at some point soon. <laughs> okay.